Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Tyler Dyes, Tony Pickenich, Tom Pickenich, Eric Johnson via the phone. Hello. No John tonight. And uh, you, at least two sitting here, one on the phone, should feel like you're in the company of a god because I am the only person here who's a member of the Overs Club. Good for you. <laughs> I'm 16. Your betting means nothing. I told some people you were doing that. And they went, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I went, he does, apparently. Me enough and Zach. To, enough to have somebody else place a bet for yeah. him so that he could win the coat. Me and Zach, it's a nice coat. A nice little bomber jacket that says the Overs Club. And on the sleeve, it has uh, it says Las Vegas 34, New oh, Orleans 24 score. with the date. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> And how much when does it cost if you want to buy one? If you want to just straight up buy one, it's $10,000. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, you go to the website and you add it to your cart, and they send you a promo code that makes it just free. $10,000 off. That's fucked. Shipping's covered, too. So they're just trying to make it so no one else buys one. Yeah. If they do, they're going to make bank off of it. Yeah. Because what do those codes cost to make? Like, exactly. $10? Yeah. It's I great. These things are going to go on eBay. Speaking of bomber jackets, when are we getting ours? I don't know. Our Devils ones? I don't know. And on eBay, I've already seen them selling for $450. That's low. Right? <laughs> like, you could get... 10, if for somebody who really wants to buy one, you can get four digits. Yeah, I think a grand. Yeah. At least. Easy. Listen, it was a, a decent weekend in terms uh. of the play of football. It was a bad weekend in general for football. You're just dropping everything today, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we'll see. It was a, such a bad weekend. Tom, pick up that microphone and just run through all the people who are injured uh, around all your fantasy teams. Oh, cool. You want to do this? What? I'll do it by league? I mean, you can. You're in, what, four different leagues? I mean, can I just make a statement really quick? Important. Go ahead. Uh, I'm currently 2-0 and in our other too league. In Too Many Men? Not or, Too Many Or the men. big one. In Too Many Men, I'm 0-2. Same. <laughs> in, our, in our big league, I'm 2-0 and right now. Same. Yeah, I know. But both we games, I was supposed to lose by a lot, I and I ended up mind. winning by quite a bit. Uh, and what the fuck happened this week with your cousin? Did you see what his team put up? 180. 192 points. Well, did you see what John put up this week in Too Many Men? No. I put up 150. He put up 220. <laughs> 226. He beat, he beat me by almost 80. <laughs> I had a good week. Yeah. Saquon got hurt, and I had a good week, and it didn't matter. I had a shit week. Kyle beat me with 120 points. I had like 111. So now we're going to shuffle through Tom's fantasy leagues, and we're going to see who's hurt on his teams. All right, let's start with the league I call the head coach punter league. Yeah, that's my big league. Tone's yeah. big league. Uh, big George Kittle got hurt. Yep. So that's fun. Uh, I also had Christian McCaffrey get hurt, and yep. I picked up David Njoku and st- put him on my IR. Because he was also hurt. Yes. Moving on. Ooh. This is the hitter. <laughs> so I drafted Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Hurt. Hurt. I drafted Michael Thomas. Hurt. Hurt. Drafted Phil Lindsay. Hurt. Big hurt. Hurt. Drafted Raheem Mostert. Hurt. Her big hurt. <laughs> because Michael... Wait, that's four running backs just down. Or three running backs down. Yeah. I drafted four. Mm. Who's the one left? Uh, That one got cut. Ah. It was Chris Thompson. Mm. I'm currently trying to trade for one as we speak, actually. I have Chris a deadline Thompson at 11. Uh, moving on. Oh, and by the way, Michael Thomas put up a solid five points that Week game, one, yeah. which I could have used some more. 
Uh, hoping for a speedy recovery. And finally, we have our league. I have Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he's hurt. hurt. Shepard's hurt. Yeah. He's most likely not playing this week. He's out a couple weeks. Had Galladay. He's hurt for two yeah. weeks. He was hurt. Parker's been questionable. Yeah. But he's been playing. And now for some uh, less names that are on my team that I just don't have the chance to say. I have the Niners defense. Yeah, Nick Bosa, Solomon oh, Thomas, Bosa, Richard Sherman, Sherman, Thomas. It's 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 a shit it's show. It's not good. No. What's going on with Bosa? He's out for the year with a torn ACL. Oh, he had the sick one. It's unfortunate to see. It's just it's been it was I, I'm chalking this one up as no preseason. I don't think so. Cuz a lot of the players are like, "Listen, we're just jumping into football and it's our bodies aren't happy with it." Yeah, it's bad. The worst part of you also had a game beforehand. Yeah. The worst part about the Saquon one, Saquon got taken out the play before because he hurt his wrist. Came in two plays later and tore his ACL. Like, really? If only he'd stayed out with the hurt. Yeah. The wrist, even though, you know, they're so far away from the body, I feel like this had a direct impact. Because you watch the play, it's like a handoff, he goes, or a pitch, he goes outside, and he tries to put up his wrist, and I'm pretty sure it's the one that was hurt, and he couldn't do it, and then the guy got to him, and then it just led to that. And it was just, it's upsetting to see. This also doesn't look well for some of our picks for uh, award winners. Because I had... uh... I had Saquon Barkley taking home Offensive Player of the Year. That's not happening. Trish uh, had Nick Bosa's Defensive Player of the Year. That's that's not uh. happening. Uh, Tom, Offensive Player of the Year, Chris McCaffrey, considering how long he could be out, that's not happening. You also had Nick Bosa's the Defensive yeah, Player of the Year. Yeah, it's a bad How long is uh, C-Mac out for? Oh, it's, he has uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, it could be. Uh, well, I saw two to six, which is a very strange window. Did you see what Same he said lock. in his post-game interview? Now what? He, the interviewer is asking him a question. He goes, hold on. I just want to talk about the fact that I have faith in my team and I have faith in this and that, and I think everyone needs to stop freaking out. Just because I'm hurt doesn't mean the team's dead. No. They were losing with him. <laughs> I know. They're going to be losing by more without him. Apparently he has faith in that team. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to say? This team sucks. We're about to lose every game. So for Trevor Lawrence going to look great in Carolina Blue. With all these different teams... Looking the way they are, who do you think is the team that's going to go 0 16 this year? I don't think anybody's going to go 0 16, but I do think it's a it's a three team race for uh, the Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, for the number one pick in the draft. Who do you got right now? Really early prediction. Really early. Um. Oh, there, my microphone's finally back. My microphone was out for a little bit there, but you can still hear me. So three-team race. I think it's between the Jets. Unfortunately, I think it's between the Giants and uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Denver being in that mix too just because they have so many people hurt. I mean, they just signed Blake Bortles. That's fair. And our boy Jeff Driscoll played very well under the circumstances in that game against Pittsburgh. Because he was on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. So, if you think uh, the Giants win, who do you think they try to draft? I don't think they do. I think they trade the pick. And I think the, I think you got a better chance of the Jets replacing Darnold with Lawrence and the Giants replacing Jones with Lawrence. I don't think the Giants need a quarterback. They don't. They would trade back and just gather picks. Yeah. There are two teams in this draft with the Jets and the Giants that would love to trade down to get Jamar Chase, this top-notch wide receiver who's going to be like pick number four or five. Well, let, 
who do we think could be eligible to trade up for Trevor Lawrence? Any team that needs a quarterback, the Patriots Carolina, could use one. Well, you say uh, you say the Patriots. Yeah. And Cam Newton's look damn good. No, 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 no. Listen, Cam Newton looks great, but you got to understand what Bill Belichick is doing. He has Cam Newton on a one-year contract. He is treating Cam Newton like college teams treat their players. Like he's, he's going be to gone. use every bit of what yeah. he has out of him in this one year. He's going to run him into the fucking ground. And then next year, Cam Newton's going to be worth shit. So he's going to get him either for pennies, even less than he's paying him right now, or he's just going to move on to the next guy. He's just going to use this season to show everybody, yeah, I'm still the best coach in the NFL. I, I think uh, Carolina would trade up. Uh, I don't think, I think Jacksonville would. No, Jacksonville's happy with uh, Minshew. They need to build a team around him. He's still young. I'll say this, guys. I think Chicago would trade a nice I think, ball to trade yeah, number one. I think Chicago would, too. I think Detroit would as well. Uh, Chicago, I don't see because, well, I mean, right now their quarterback's doing well. Yeah. Trubisky's back. What about your Vikings, Eric? I can see it. Just moving on from Kirk Cousins, who has struggled this year so far. I can see Oakland. As a dark horse team, Vegas. To move up. I don't oh, know. Shit, I said open. I don't Fuck know, me. man. They Did seem. They have Peterman. Yeah, they have Nathan Peterman. But they oh, seem. They John me. Gruden seems to really like Derek Carr. I don't know about management. You guys, you guys want a wild card to trade up? Go ahead. New Orleans. Yeah, I was thinking New Orleans. New Orleans could, but they have that. Uh, they have Jameis. Yeah. They and have, have Taysom Hill. And they have the other one. Yeah. But if you have the opportunity to go get Trevor Lawrence. I don't think any team's going to want to get Trevor Lawrence and sit him on the bench for three years. No, I don't think they would. I think they'd start him. I, you, we got to decide, is is Trevor Lawrence a better option than Daniel Jones? Yeah, probably, but I don't think the Giants would take him. But is Trevor Lawrence a better option than Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill? The gap is closer, but I think the Saints would take Trevor Lawrence. I would too. It also would buy Sean Payton a little bit of time. Let's say they had a bad year, because Payton's been over the since the really since they won the Super Bowl. It's been rumors back and forth whether or not he's going to leave New Orleans. Trevor Lawrence buys you a year. Yeah, you want to see what you have in him. I, I'm just worried for Trevor Lawrence because you know now with all these kids coming out of college, they're kind of getting thrown into playing right away, which I don't think is really fair. Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench for three years. A year. A year? But he didn't start for two years, right? Mm-mm. Herbert really didn't started have a choice. Second year. Herbert didn't have a choice, but Mahomes started a second year. Alex Smith was yes. out one year. One game of Patrick Mahomes went, okay, we could trade Alex Smith. <laughs> and the other thing is this, guys. There are three quarterbacks in the top five or six that are phenomenal prospects. And Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. Yeah, but... There's going, there's going to be teams in the bottom, like Carolina... Jacksonville, um, I don't know who else. The Jets or the Giants. If they really wanted a quarterback, they could go get one. Yeah, but we we name the quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft, and th- there's an obvious diamond. There's a, there's a there's good quarterbacks. There's a tier one and tier two. Yeah, there's a there's a definite tier one in Trevor Lawrence. Well, there's a, there's a a Burrow. Trevor Lawrence is higher than Burrow. No, I know, but last year, that Burrow yeah. was the number one guy and then everybody else. But there were a lot of really good quarterbacks in last year's draft. Who we is haven't seen Trevor, him play, is but... Is Trevor Lawrence the most hyped prospect since Luck? 
They've been hyping Trevor Lawrence since his first year at Clemson. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, you, you see all these players and they get hyped up. And this is, goes for any league around the world. You get this one player and he's hyped to beyond God. And then they come in the league and there's all these expectations of what they're going to do. I, I, I think he's more hyped up than Luck was because even with Luck, there was still the talk, well, RG3 is right there. You know? I remember a time when Sam Darnold was supposed to be the most hyped quarterback yeah. in the year. Yeah. I, I think whether or not Trevor Lawrence can do it at the NFL level, I don't know. But the hype surrounding him is definitely there. There's a lot of teams that would love to have him. He's got that look, too. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I want to give him a year in the league, see what he does. Oh, most definitely. I, I wouldn't expect him... I would expect him, though, to... Burrow's played well his first two games, but I would expect him to be better than Burrow. See, but that's the problem. Like, so Joe Burrow got on a really shitty team. He's on the Cincinnati Bengals. That sucks. Like, and then you get uh, Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to be on a pretty shitty team, whoever he ends up with. Like, unless he's on Carolina... Carolina. Oh, yeah, they still have Christian McCaffrey. They're shitty right now, but they're going to be good in a couple of years. There's this, the pieces are there, and they were good a couple of years ago. So you know they have that potential. A team I'll like say Cincinnati. This about Burrow. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals are bad, but he's getting a better receiving group than a lot of these draft That's true. Draft, number one draft picks coming in or getting. But his right. offensive line, his line is, is atrocious. God awful. He's getting killed on every single play. They need to draft a line that can actually protect him. Burrow is getting lit up. And it's like a really bad welcome to the league, kid. Like, you see it in every play. He's just expecting the hit. And he takes it, too. Usually teams go with... Let's say you have, like, three years of drafting and you have a plan in place. Usually the plan is always quarterback, then lineman. And like, I, I would love to that. see a team go lineman then quarterback. That'd be like great. set up lineman for two years and then take your quarterback the third year. But they're almost always put in a situation. If we're here picking at three and our guy's here, there's there's, there's a there's a clear quarterback who's there at three. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we're gonna get back here next year in the spot to draft another quarterback. Yeah, and you put a good line together and your shit quarterback all of a sudden now has looks a little bit better I mean, to get the ball look at out. This, Miami drafted quarterback then lineman in the same round. I I do like it if you could have a stock of draft picks. Yeah, that's good too. But Which usually, had. if you're yeah. that shitty, you don't have a stock of draft yeah, picks. Yeah, unless you're Miami who sold off everything. Yeah, well that listen, that's a strategy. You're just rebuilding. You're looking 10 years down the line. You're usually usually teams in that situation that are vying for a top quarterback in a draft don't have enough assets to trade off for first-round picks. Yeah. But Miami did. Yeah. And, and also, Miami, Houston helped a little bit. Miami did really, really well. They got rid of a lot of players, and they got a lot of picks. But you're you right look at Houston. Houston overpaid. Yeah. Big time Laramie Tunsil. Stills and Laramie Tunsil. Oh. And you look at teams that could use a good quarterback that aren't in that bottom of the league type of situation that aren't going to sell everything and tank like the Patriots. They could use a solid young quarterback that they know is going to be good for years, but they're a good team already. They're not just going to be shitty all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, they're going to go find a quarterback and help them win right now, which, granted, it's usually not out there every year. There's usually not a Cam Newton out there that's going to help a team win. And I'm going to say it right now, it looks like I was totally wrong on Cam Newton. He looks to be fitting in beautifully on that offense. 
I'd like to see him throw the ball a little bit more, but when he has thrown the ball, he's looked good. He only has one touchdown this year. Yeah, but passing. He's, he doesn't need it. But there's he's situations rushing. where Cam Newton hurts. Let's take the Sunday night game at the end of the game. Yeah. You watched it, and with less than 10 seconds left, and the Patriots having the ball on the one, you knew what the play was going to be. Mm-hmm. You knew it was going to be a power run to Cam Newton. It would have been so Bill Belichick not to run that play and have him roll out and throw with the option to pass. But the power run had gotten Cam Newton, I think, three touchdowns already this year. Yeah. So they're going to run it again. And the Seahawks load up the box. Next year, if Belichick wants to re-sign him, and I think he will, you're not getting him on one year, one mil. I don't think so. No, I think he'd need at least three years. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think Cam is is going to be – He's good. I just don't see how much longer he can be good for. I think I don't think he's going to end up in New England next year. I think he'll end up on a team where he's not nearly as set up to succeed. Yeah. Which is going to suck for him because I, seeing what he has, he still has some left in the tank. Yeah. Clearly. He's not staying on New yeah, England. Yeah, you put him on a team with – the structure in New England is amazing. Put him on a team like Detroit or Chicago where the structure's not really there as much as New England, it's going to hurt him. And – He's a guy who needs structure around him because you see it with Ron Rivera when he was the head coach in Carolina. The structure was great, and Cam Newton thrived. Yep. Apart from the years he had injuries, Cam Newton thrived. And now he's got the structure again in Bill Belichick, and he seems to be thriving so far in this young season. But you go to a team like a Chicago, if if they're in the market for a quarterback, I think that means Matt Nagy's not going to be there, so I don't know what the structure's going to look like there. I think Matt Patricia's gone to Detroit after this season, so I don't know what it could look like there. They could move on from Matt Stafford. They could not. He's going to go somewhere where the structure, it, you, you can't compare it to New England. Yeah. Because you don't know. There's going to be a variable there that you don't know. Again, all assuming that New England doesn't resign him, which I don't think they're going to. Like I said, I think, I think they're going to be Bill, priced out. I think Bill Belichick is going to run him into the ground. And that's his whole plan this year. If he wins a Super Bowl, great. If not, he had a great season running this great quarterback this straight could be, into the ground. This could be the, the year if he won a Super Bowl, he'd be done. Mm-hmm. Belichick. Yeah, he might be. He proved it. Yeah. Didn't need Brady. Next Super Bowl, See ya. Belichick gets, he's done. I feel like for me, it's less of a question if he needs Brady and more of a question if Brady needs him. Because Belichick's coaching has never been, in my eyes, questioned. Like, it's not no. questionable. He's an amazing Even coach. Even in his younger days in Cleveland, the results weren't there as much as they are in New England, obviously. But you could see what type of a coach he was. You could see players buying in. You could see structure. And as a fan, when you have structure in the team you're rooting for and you lose it, you notice it. I yeah. saw it in... Not even a coaching change. The early years of Tom Coughlin to the later years of Tom Coughlin. (laughs) After they won the second Super Bowl, it it dropped off. But before we talk about the rest of uh, the NFL Week 2, I want to talk to Eric a little bit about this because this came across the news this week. And Eric being our resident NASCAR guy, him and Zach. Zach's not here. There was news that Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin uh, joined in a partnership to purchase a racing team, or a single-car racing team, and their racer will be Bubba Wallace. Correct. Eric, what does having a name like Michael Jordan do for the sport of NASCAR? Oh, it's it's huge. This is one of those things where we've been waiting as NASCAR fans for that second boom period. There was one in the late 90s, and it just hasn't come since. 
this will help because this is getting new audiences into NASCAR and NASCAR has been declining over the years. They need a resurgence in popularity. Love Michael Jordan getting involved. I think he's got a great driver in Denny Hamlet. I think Bubba's okay. I think there's a better driver on the market than Bubba Wallace named Kyle Larson. And it's just a big day for NASCAR. And it's a huge bit of news. Good for Bubba. Good for Denny. Good for MJ. NASCAR's back, baby. Uh it's interesting to see that Denny Hamlin will not be the racer for this team considering he has a partnership in owning it. Do you think it's set up down the line for Denny Hamlin to eventually race under this team? So my guess is that Denny Hamlin would race part-time because I think this is mainly for when he retires from motorsports. How old is Denny Hamlin? Denny Hamlin, oh, he's probably late 30s. Let me do a quick oh, search. Okay. He's been racing since 2006. 2006 Rookie of the Year. Uh, Runner-up in 2010 for points. He's 39 years old. So this is the this is his first step in the next stage of his career is what you're saying? Yes. And, you know, you see drivers own teams. Kyle Busch owns one in Xfinity. Brad Keselowski used to own one in Xfinity. This is the first time we're seeing a driver own a cup team since Tony Stewart in 2010-2011. This is big. So if Denny Hamlin's really into that and taking that next level, he's going to be on the level like no other. Now He needs to win a championship. Now, this Bu- is his year to win a championship. Now, Bubba Wallace is only 26 years old, so there's definitely some miles left in the tank there. But we discussed it last night. You said his highest ranking so far was, what, 24th? 24th. But that is currently this season. That number may go up. That number may go down. It could be He's a step forward. Higher than sixteenth. It, it could be a step forward. It's Did. a step forward. And here's the thing: NASCAR drivers really don't blossom until their late twenties. Dale Earnhardt Jr., one of the greatest to ever do it, he didn't blossom until his late twenties. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. never won a championship. So mm. you know, you can blossom late into your career. Greg Biffle finished second, I think once or twice in the championship finished top three a couple times he didn't really get his big big break until he was 33 years old what were you gonna say so so Bubba's young and they picked a guy in his prime that can do it like I said I think Larson would have been a better name but I get why they chose Bubba Wallace with him being in the news for everything it's big for him and he brings sponsorship to the table immediately I was going to ask, uh, was Bubba released from his racing team, or was his Bubba contract deci- up? Bubba decided not to rejoin Richard Petty. Okay. And that's a tough name to walk away from. They offered him apparently 20% ownership in the in the wow. motorsport team, and he said no. Well, when MJ comes up to you and says, hey, I want you to race for me, can you really look at him and say no? They, like, from what I was picked up on, he left Richard Petty before this deal was even signed off, which is a ballsy move. So he was betting on himself to get into another team. Correct. But it, it, it must be such a hard thing to do to walk away from the king, you know? And yeah. ownership with the king. Yeah. Because there's definitely some security there down the line in signing that kind of deal. And he's taking, I think, a little bit more of a chance after hearing that. He's taking a little bit more of a chance signing on with MJ. But the reward could be great, and the brand yeah that comes with it. Could you're gonna be get amazing. you're gonna get you know into Nike. You're gonna have all those deals. You're gonna be with Jordan and his brand. So you're gonna be racing for Air Jordan, Jordan, 
Like you're gonna have all those different types of sponsorships, and those, as we've seen with all these different people, those sponsorships could be worth a heck of a lot more than twenty percent of a racing team. And some of Bubba Wallace's sponsors, I'm just gonna rattle off a few of them: Coca-Cola, Cash App, and DoorDash. And now you're adding Jordan Brand. Yeah. Now, Michael Jordan didn't strike me as somebody who was going to get involved in the NASCAR game. I don't know how much of a hand he's going to have on it with Denny, with his partnership with Denny Hamlin. Well, he's majority owner. He is majority owner? Yep. I think when you have that much money, like as much as Jordan yeah. has, and you have that much time on your hands, listen, Jordan obviously is going to put more of his time and money into his basketball team that he owns. So the other thing is um, Brad Doherty, former number one pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers, he owns a NASCAR team too. Mm. I I have a question. I, I don't know how well you could answer it, but it's obvious that when it comes to African Americans in the sport of NASCAR, there is clearly a, a drop off when you compare numbers between African Americans and, and white drivers. Yeah, there is. There is. I don't know what it looks like on the ownership side. I, I, I can't imagine it's that much better. Um, Michael Jordan's the first majority black owner in NASCAR. So there it is. What does this do for their diversity profile moving forward? They had a great year in that sense, but what is adding Michael Jordan, who is a very prominent member of the black community, do to their diversity profile? Well, here's the funny thing is that Richard Petty, the company he left, Richard Petty Motorsports, not just Richard Petty. There's a whole company. Yeah, it's a, it's a team. The, their whole thing was diversity from the minute they started getting into NASCAR. So they started out with Eric Almarola a couple of years ago, Cuban-American, Bubba Wallace, black driver. Um, they've had Marcos Ambrose, who's, I think, some form of Spanish heritage. Now they're going after Daniel Suarez, who's a Mexican driver. That's the whole thing about diversity that Richard Petty's been based off of. Now you're adding Michael Jordan to it, and he is one of the biggest African-American celebrities in probably the world. Yeah. Like, this is huge as far as diversity, but it's not going to be really viewed as Michael Jordan's the first African-American owner. It's going to be viewed as simply Michael Jordan's the owner, and that makes a difference. I I honestly think Michael Jordan's going to view it that way. Um, for all of those who remember watching uh, The Last Dance, he doesn't take political views into business deals. Yeah. He, yep. he was given a lot of flack in the 90s when he was asked to support uh, an African-American senator who was running for Senate because he was trying to get the guy in there out. That guy ended up losing. And when he was asked to do it, he said, hey, man, Republicans buy shoes too. So I don't so, think he's really going to look at this. As, he might. Listen, I could be wrong. But I don't think he's going to look at this as, let me get all, you know, let me try to make this more diverse and do this and that. I think he's going to look at it as, I want the best guy on my racing team. And if you're not the best, you're not here. I think that's definitely it, too. But I think definitely, I think part of it is because Bubba is African-American. Now, two other things I want to say after this. Number one. Um, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is coming to any NASCAR races anytime soon. No. I saw that tweet. No. That was funny. Um, number two, what a flex from Denny Hamlin to just casually drop that he's good friends with Michael Jordan. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh, yeah, me and Jordan, we're boys. Actually, we're going to be owning a racing team together. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> you didn't need to do that. Yeah. Listen. Just casually dropping it. If you are friends with Jordan, that's got to be something you flex. And hard. Because you're friends with Michael mm. freaking Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine... This is partnership with Michael Jordan. Could you imagine Bubba Wallace in the winner's circle with fucking Michael Jordan smoking a big-ass cigar? That'd be awesome. That'd be the greatest <laughs> thing on the face of the earth. And, and, you see, and you see Hamlin just kind of there on the side. Yeah, because he raced <laughs> in the like, race and lost. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think, listen, I think this is a great thing for the sport. And I would love to see more uh, younger people looking at Michael Jordan buying a racing team and saying, hey, maybe I can be a racer now. Yeah. you know, Or maybe it's another reason to watch, too. Yeah. And it, yeah. getting more fans, getting more people involved. That's what... Uh, a lot of different sports have been trying to do. Golf, for instance, has been trying to diversify more. I mean, I, I know it's of the majority sports. You got golf, hockey, and NASCAR really aren't that diverse. They're not, yeah, and they're also hockey's trying. By the way, ho- hockey's oh, no, trying. Yeah, but every, everybody's trying. They're but, also you name those three sports, compare them to the other three big sports, and they're, they're not quite to them either. Yeah, that's true. But also, if you look at those three sports, they're more expensive when you're in your youth. With yeah. with hockey and golf and NASCAR especially, yeah, you have the, to have equipment. money, equipment. And with na- uh, golf and hockey, uh, you have to buy clubs. And for hockey, you have to buy pads and uh, hockey sticks. And all yeah. those things change as you get older. And those things aren't cheap. They're a lot of money. And a lot of the time... Uh, people in poorer communities and people uh, of color just really aren't in that position of being able to drop that kind of money on that like the more affluent people are I just want to end this with saying I think NASCAR is the big winner in this yeah uh, th- this Absolutely. is this is by far at least I believe the biggest name they've added outside of the racing world into NASCAR yeah like I saw Michael Jordan I was like what he bought a racing team yeah, where he started. It's one of those like, that it's makes national news. Yeah. NASCAR. Finally, as a NASCAR super fan, I am so happy that finally, for the first time in a long time, NASCAR is getting into the national news for something that's positive and non-controversial. Like, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but I saw that, and I immediately asked people I knew talk, who knew NASCAR. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> How did this happen? First, I, I was one of the first texts. <laughs> I want to see a car with the Jumpman logo on it. <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. Right like, imagine way. an Air Jordan 1 car designed like the shoe. Yeah, that'd be sick. Fuck. Colored and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. That'd be cool. It, it's cool. And I think with Jordan, you're going to see the Air Jordan, obviously, on there. And you might see Nike and Coke I and don't, other things. Nike, I don't know about. You don't think Nike? I don't know. He came up with Nike. I don't know, though. I think he likes Nike. I don't know if they're... Is he not still in a good relationship? NASCAR really doesn't have a big shoe sponsorship that I know of, but that's... Nike could could open the door for Nike to come in. Also, you're now opening the door. You could have Jordan brand NASCAR gear. Yeah, racing gear, which he's definitely going to. That's going to sell off the shelves like hotcakes. Like, Jordan, the Jordan brand does some weird stuff. They only sponsor a few fighters. Yeah. I know Gennady Golovkin's one of them. But when they, they sponsor a select few outside of basketball. Yeah. And when they approach you, like, Derek Jeter was Jordan. Yeah. When they approach you, A, you listen. 
Mm-hmm. B, it makes you think, huh, Jordan, I got to focus on this. Yeah, I'm that guy. If Jordan <laughs> saw this, I got to focus on this as a sports fan. And I think... And bringing that to NASCAR is great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Because the more popularity in all the sports, it's good for sports. It's good for all sports as we go. Because mm-hmm. now you can have the crossing of basketball fans and NASCAR fans, which could be an insane crossover. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, it's well, going to be such a weird mixture. Talk about polar opposites. Yeah. Talking about the majority of fans. Mm-hmm. like Races, got, yeah. yeah. Like racing, I don't know if you've been to many races. Tom. No, I haven't been to one. We were uh, going to go to uh, Dover this year and yeah. then COVID. Dover's a good time. Let me Too many you. men live from Dover Raceway. That would have been amazing. But, I, uh, I've been to three and I went to the one up in New Hampshire earlier this year. Yeah, so racing fans are exactly what you think racing fans would look like. Uh, big beards. Basically, think of the guys from uh, Duck Dynasty. Yeah. That's racing fans. <laughs> and then, obviously, you've been to basketball games. Very different crowd. Yeah, not many Duck Dynasty people at those. No. There are a few. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to say there uh, aren't duck, any. Duck Dynasty people, or Duck Dynasty looking, uh, looking folk. Also, what I saw at Nassau Coliseum when I went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> They're just weird, though. They get it. They're not. They get it. They want that team to be the Long Island Islanders in the worst way. They get it. They uh, are. They are the Long Island Islanders. Yeah, let's be honest. I know. Speaking of hockey, Game Two of the Stanley Cup Final was last night. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning evened up the series, much to Tom's disappointment. Yeah, it was a big disappointment. That hey, man, time. we've been saying Dallas and five. They had to win one. That, yeah, that's a good point. So Dallas and five. I mean, Tampa obviously came out to prove a point, and they yeah. did in that first period. They scored three goals. Yeah, well, you know, what I my main takeaway on it is just, you know, they had a bad start, and in the in the end, the next two periods, they they Dallas was still, I think, the better team for the next two periods, and it's just they, they made it close. They almost they made came it back. very close, oh, and that seems that seems like a running theme with them. They're always able to like it. They're I, never out of a game. No, they're yeah. never. Like I saw them down against Calgary, like I don't know if you remember round one. Game three, they're down by one goal against Calgary for, I think, a lot of the game. And then Pavelski scores with 10 seconds left. They win that game. They win the series. And now they're in the cup final. If they don't win that game, they don't score that goal, they're not down 3 nothing to the Flames in yeah, the first uh, round. Odds are they, and they aren't here. No, most definitely not. It's 100%, the Calgary gets one more game off, and they go to the next round. But what I take away from it is that they're always able to just be there and have a response at the ready. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't score in those final 10 minutes. But I still think they're the better team, and I still think they have the better goalie. That's my main takeaway from it, because they were still the better team through two periods. It was just one period they got caught off guard. The, the Tony, all- I was listening to the uh, the pod, the touch icing that we did during Game 6 of Dallas-Calgary. Yeah. Oh, it is roller coaster. Wild. Absolute roller right. coaster. The fact that, that that's how that game went. Absolute roller coaster. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals last time got killed in the ratings, but when you go up against Monday Night Football, yeah, what do you I expect? actually have a funny story about that. Uh, NASCAR beat it too. Yeah, and NASCAR. A guy, which is interesting with an all Southern Stanley Cup final with the popularity of NASCAR in the Southern states. But when you're going up against NASCAR and football, you're gonna lose, especially you know, with your Southern teams. It ain't gonna happen. You know, what I think the main problem is it's just because I think it's they're in a bubble. Like I feel like if if you, the game was in Dallas, yeah, or the game two would have been in Tampa. I think it's a different energy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, um, with the NBA so too. yeah, last night a buddy comes in and we go, oh, we have the game on, and he goes, oh, what's the score? 
And we went three nothing. He goes, oh shit, I have the over. I needed to be fifty six. We went in a hockey game. Whoa, he got the over at fifty six. <laughs> no, he was talking about the football game. I know, I know, but I got the over forty eight and a half. Oh really? Yeah, and I was sticks. sweating that shit out. He said, I needed, I need the over. <laughs> we were like, what? It the is fuck? so weird. Well, last night football debuts in Vegas. It's so weird how in the past five years how differently we look at sports betting. Yeah. The stigma. National the okay, stigma, yes. But the national perception of sports betting has changed. Well, I think that's a good thing though. Oh, it is. Because sports the, betting used to be the It's better that it's being done and regulated. Yeah. And that's can be said for a lot of different things that I'm not going to go into, but you go into back in, you know, 5, 10 years ago, the only way you could sports bet is you had a bookie. Yeah. You had to go to that person and place a bet or with them. Or call in the bet. And then if you didn't have the money that you fronted, you'd, you'd break your legs. Now, yeah, now fingers, it's easier. I think online with putting the money, you got you to put, put it up already. front. Yeah. And before you place the bet, the which better I think is better. Um, and if they notice you're gambling too much or whatever, they'll suggest the hotline. Please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. You know, if they think you have a problem. I think that the apps could do a better job of regulating the amount of bets you place per day. Or the uh, like, set a cap for the amount yeah. of money. You can do. On, you can do that too. Well, you can set your own. Yeah, but people doing that it usually. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I think that uh, some of the apps could do a better job of like, like when you sign up for a loan, you have to tell them what your yearly income is, or when you sign up yeah. for a credit card, you tell them what your yearly income is, and then they tell you how much you're allotted per month. Now, I think that a sports betting app could do something very similar, where they say, "What's your income?" and you tell them, and then they go, "Okay, you're not allowed to bet over this much yeah. per month." Because we think that if you bet more than that, you won't be able to survive. Now, I, I will say I had $100 on the over last night, mm-hmm. on the over in that game. But after I deposited the money in, I looked at my bank account and I said, I'm fine if this bet loses. Yeah. Whereas, if you're looking at it, it it's different if you're looking at the higher amount, you place the bet, and then it gets taken out after the fact. You're like, why did I do that? Yep. You have a little bit more time to think about it and be more responsible with your gambling. That now that you have to put the money up front. Yeah. And I, 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 again, I agree with everything that the states are regulating it. I love that. I think more states need to legalize it for it to, you know, officially be yeah. better. And uh, I don't think the federal government has any place regulating anything there. I think it's really a state's rights issue. Yeah. But it, it, the more it becomes more widespread, I think it, the, it's definitely better for the sports as a whole. It's it's better for the communities as a whole. And I think that more sports could uh, take it into account. Like the was it the AAF that put the live spread up, or was that the XFL? Yeah, it was the AAF. But both both of them. Yeah, both of them did. They were putting up the spread. They were putting up the over under. They were putting up all that stuff on the screen. The NFL could definitely do something like that or the NHL or the NBA or even golf like they could tell you this is what you would get if you bet this much money on this and just like let you know that shit during the game and it would it would keep people more interested in the game I I feel like you know uh, more casual sports fans would be like oh I could do this and make that much money that'd be fun like I have a couple extra bucks let me let me let me put some money on that I I, I think it's just great and and uh Moving back, let's go off of betting for a little bit. Moving back to hockey real quick because that's what mm-hmm. we're on. Uh, we, I want to talk about two more things. One, an absolutely phenomenal article comes out from ESPN. And and that's saying something because ESPN's hockey coverage has been 
lacking mm-hmm. since they lost their contract. But Emily Kaplan and uh, Greg Wyshynski. I was going to say, Wyshynski's great. And shout so out Greg Wyshynski, Devils fan, his whole life. He's a boy. And okay. they came out with a great article. They, they dove into bubble life. And uh, it, it gave you a real behind-the-scenes look that you, you I have not seen yeah. from the documentaries that have come out. Uh, he said, when it comes to drugs and alcohol, which I thought this was very interesting, alcohol, you saw, you did see players every night. There's like 10, 15 players every night at the bar, rooftop bars. But if they were playing the next day, players weren't there. Yeah. And it got more serious as the playoffs went on. And something that I thought was absolutely amazing, and I'll be curious to find out if the NBA did this, because I don't know, I don't think cannabis is legal in Florida mm-hmm. for recreational use. Medical use, I'm not sure. Were people allowed to smoke weed? In I'm the getting bubble? there. I'm okay. getting there. And baseball's going into the bubble, so I'd like to see what they're going to do too. The NHL was providing uh, cannabis gummies, but players were saying it's not for like a, hey, let's get a high as fuck type of mood. It's for rest and recovery after the game. Hmm. The NHL was actually providing it to players who wanted it. Interesting. Right? That's very interesting. And with... Good on the NHL! Yeah, honestly. I uh, like that. And with, uh, you know, weed becoming more legal in different states, and obviously Canada just said fuck it and legalized it nationwide, but with the United States now, more and more states, I think we're up to like 20 states, have it legalized in some kind of fashion. Uh, and like 15 have it recreationally legalized. Um, I'd be interested to see if that becomes something that the NHL continues when they get home for teams that are in states that it's legal. If the teams will continue to provide cannabis and saying, hey, if you want to rest, you want to relax, like here you go. This is part of our recovery package. This is is directly from the article. Uh, On the drug front, the items of choice were cannabis gummies. Quote, the only thing you really saw advertised was guys that were into their gummies or edibles. And that was usually just used in their rooms, one Eastern Conference player said. Mm. And another one said, uh, weed gummies were there, drinking was there, but when it came down to it, people were trying to perform the best they can. That was somebody from the Western Conference. He also said, I don't think they were drinking to party. They certainly weren't drinking in excess. And when they were taking the weed gummies, it wasn't a let's get high as shit and do nothing all day. It was more of a recovery sense or to fall asleep after a game. Instead of falling asleep at 4 or 5 a.m., guys could fall asleep at 1 a.m. so they can get seven hours of sleep. They were using it for their bodies, for the good of their bodies. Yeah, and And that's... It's going to differ by state when it comes to the bubbles that baseball is going into. So I'm not 100% sure on the laws and where everything's going. But I wonder how the MLB treats it. Didn't, well, wasn't it Washington that was revealed that they treated bubble life like a party? Yeah. And that's and addressed in this article, too. I don't want to give away the whole article because uh, it, it's definitely a great read. You should definitely go check it out if, if you're a hockey fan or even you're just interested in, in how these bubbles are performing because it's, it's, it's very taxing on the players. The players have said it has been very taxing. If you're a player from the United States, odds are your family isn't there because they couldn't get the border thing figured out. But Canadian people, uh, Canadian players have been able to see their families. It's been very taxing on the players. Some of which haven't seen family members in months. I mean, Matt Martin left home 10 days after his youngest daughter was born and just got home last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great read. It's uh, the actual well, name Blake is, Coleman, a guy who's still yeah. in 
He's still in the bubble. bubble. Yeah. His daughter was born right before they went in. Like a little bit before they went into the bubble and he still like, he saw her like a little a week bit after we traded him. Yeah. Yeah. So that in February. So he hasn't really like since he went into the bubble, she was like four or five months, he's gonna come out of the bubble, she's gonna be like ten months old. Yeah. <laughs> and this article's name is NHL Bubble Confidential. Go inside the Toronto and Edmonton playoff hubs. Emily Kaplan, Greg Wyshynski, amazing job done there from ESPN. Please give them clicks. Please. Love them. It, it, there's not many hockey... Well, there's a lot of hockey voices at ESPN. You got John Boutregrasse. You got... Uh, oh, my God. I forget her name. She hosts Inside the Crease. Uh, with Barry Melrose. Damn. I gotta, I, I'll got think of her name. You know, Emily Kaplan, Greg Wyshynski. They, they get a bad rap for their NHL coverage because they have let a lot of guys go. But there is still people there that care about hockey. And there are still people there that are hoping they get the hockey contract when it comes up for negotiation. Where does Woj work? ESPN. He's basketball. Though. Yeah, but he does everything. Yeah. Well, no, he focuses on just basketball. He does? Yeah. But I've seen him drop stuff about hockey. No, not Woj. Never? No. I thought I did. Definitely not Woj. Yeah. They don't want to waste their prime resource on hockey. I like Woj. He's a good guy. Uh, he lives in Jersey. Yeah, he does. <laughs> One other Woj thing. broke some uh, news today with Billy Donovan, huh? Yeah, we'll get there in a second. One other thing about hockey, two weeks from today, so it's going to be a Tuesday episode, is the NHL draft. That's exciting. And then... Two weeks from Friday is the first day of NHL free agency. Mm. So episodes on both of those days. You can I, hear I my pain when the Devils are drafting. Nuts. Yeah, you'll hear all our pain. Yeah, it's going to be drafting. insane. Ugh. I can't wait. We're going to see the Devils trade all their picks for nothing. Don't Come do on. that. Don't do that. Horrible. Let's move to the NBA. Uh, Lakers have a 2-0 series lead, but currently the Denver Nuggets lead game three by the score of 99-87. Eight minutes left in that game. Just over eight minutes. Uh, Nuggets playing a far better game three. They had a shot to win at the end of game two. Lost on an Anthony Davis buzzer beater after Alex Caruso absolutely bricked up a three that we're just not talking about solely because Anthony Davis made that shot. Uh, But Eric brought it up. Billy Donovan, new head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And uh, Eric, what do you think of the hire? So, I, you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past little while, I've been a huge fan of Billy Donovan. I wanted him to coach the 76ers, but I also said that the Chicago Bulls were getting a damn good hire no matter who they got, and I think they got their guy. You know, 243 and 157 in 400 career games, that's a pretty good record to me. He took a Thunder team that was supposed to be nowhere near the playoffs and took, who was it, Houston in Game 7? Yeah. No a game where they were, in, in, they were in a position good to win that game at the end, too. Donovan. Great hire. And I know the Barstool guys were happy because Big Cat's happy. Finally, look like they have some promise. Listen, the Bulls are going to be a young team, and they have—they already are a young team, but they have a chance to acquire some more talent. I.e., Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis. Billy Donovan's the type of guy they need in that room to really gather the guys together. You see what he did with an Oklahoma City team that was counted out from September. From the minute they traded Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis' free agency, would you rather play for Billy Donovan or Frank Vogel? Yeah. Usually, you look at it, and you don't know how much a coach could possibly turn the needle or move the needle. He really could in this scenario. Because it it could come down to... either, but Donovan's just on another level. For Anthony Davis, it could come down to multiple championships in L.A. or going home to Chicago. And now you throw Billy Donovan into that. And Billy Donovan isn't going there just to mold a team together. He's going there to eventually form a champion in the next couple years. And they figured out their GM situation. They got that guy from the Nuggets. I forget his name off the top of my head. But 
the Bulls are finally moving in the right direction since the first for the first time since Derrick Rose, in my opinion. I don't know how they're going to draft. Uh, I know Big Cat at Barstool is, wants uh, Obi Toppin because nobody's stopping Obi Toppin. Uh, Where are the Bulls picking this year? Fourth? Yeah, I think. I, I think fourth. Sense. And there's there's some good. There's 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 some top prospects there. Some good they they could snag somebody who's going to be a piece there, you know. Uh, so good on the Bulls. Oh, here giving we go. Billy that Donovan that job. After Chicago hiring Billy Donovan, quote, "Wow, that'll be good." Yeah, Bulls pick fourth behind the Warriors, Hornets, uh, the Hornets, Warriors, and Timberwolves. So they're they're going to have a chance there. Even if they didn't want to make the pick, if they wanted to trade. I saw Bradley Beal tweeted, uh, retweeted the post about Billy Donovan's hire with the eyes emoji, and uh, that made Bulls fans go nuts for a little bit. But it, I, I think the Bulls are finally moving in the right direction, which is very good to see, because outside of the Michael Jordan years, and granted, it was such a big piece of that team's history, they've been not that great of a team. It, you look at their history, it's basically all the Michael Jordan years. You say not that great, but you're being generous. What with the Bulls? Yeah, I say were... I would say bad, but Derrick Rose that MVP year. No, yeah, a long time after, but before Jordan wild. got to the Bulls, they were they were bad. dog shit. Yeah, and then after Jordan left the Bulls, they were dog shit. Yeah, most of that can be traced to the front office well, and the way they, they were, handled it. They were worse after Jordan left the Bulls than after D Rose and crew left. Yeah, That's which is saying something because they're pretty team. bad now. That's because they sold the whole team, though. Yeah. Like, Jordan Bulls, left and the whole Bulls team broke up. Bulls were a 20-win team after Jordan left. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move to week three of the NFL season. And I just want to say this before we make our picks. We were hot last week. Yeah, we were. Absolutely really on good. fire. We were money last. Uh, Proud of us. Tied for first place, 13-3, was Tom... Congratulations. Wait, is this last or first? First. First. 13-3. You went 13-3 last week, Tom. Cool. Uh, John went 13-3. He's 26-6 and and the leader. Eric went 13-3. And And then the rest of us went 12-4. Your majority picks were also 13-3. So if you're picking with the majority, if you bet straight every game, looks like you hit. Yeah. (laughs) Big Um, time. Standing so far, John in first at 26-6. Zach in second at 23-9. Kyle in fourth at 22 and 10. Eric, Trish, Tom, and myself, all 21 and 11. How many games so you're back are we? To the 21 and 11 crew pod. We're five games back of first place. That's not good. Well, there's 14, there's 15 uh, weeks. The old the offensive goaltending. That's how it yeah. starts. So let's start off Thursday Night Football. And this is an interesting matchup because we've had a bit of a rivalry here. And this might be the rivalry we didn't know we needed. Yeah. The old Ryan Fitzpatrick Gardner Minshew rivalry, the beard versus the mustache. <laughs> and of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick attacked him. Well, attack. Yeah, he attacked him. He was joking. He, uh, no. Yeah. Brutal attack from Ryan Fitzpatrick saying that saying? beards are better than mustaches. How dare he? I'm just going to say it's better. That, I'm just going to say it's brutal. It was Gardner a brutal Minshew's, attack. Gardner Minshew's philosophy no is the mustache. It's just that there's nothing else to it. It's and then mustache. Minshew said, I need to respect my elders even when they're way elder. <laughs> Which is phenomenal. 
So this one, Thursday Night Football, NFL Network. Last week was the highest watched Thursday Night Football on the NFL Network since its inception. That's ridiculous. So, that was other than Bengals. the opening night. Well, yeah, on, on the NFL Network. Yeah, you got to chuck that in there. But I think that's insane. Browns, Bengals. <laughs> it's such a shit team. But it's just because, like, thank God football is back. And here's Thursday Night Football. And we're not going to miss a single game this season because no one's doing anything. 0-2... Uh, Dolphins at the one and one Jaguars. There will be some fans in the stands. Uh, I'm not sure how many. I, I don't have the statistics on it, but there will be some people there. Zach's has the Jaguars. Kyle has the Dolphins. John has the Dolphins. I'm a. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Jaguars. Oh yeah, at home. Gardner yeah, Minshew's looked damn good. Why are they disrespecting Minshew? Like I have that? no idea. I, I don't My know boy. how you look at that Dolphins team and say they're playing better than the Jaguars have been playing. The Jaguars barely lost that game against the Titans last week. A yep. close 33-30 loss. And they put Minshew in an opportunity at the end of the game to win the game. He yep. threw a pick. Which, I mean, Listen, 24, 25 years old, that'll happen. Yeah. So I'm taking the Jaguars at home. Uh, Tom, who you got? I got the Jags. This is, this is a no-brainer. Trish? I've had the Jags. I've been hot on the Jags this season. Yeah, well, it'll if they win, it'll eclipse my win total for them. Yeah. Of one. I know. Eric, you asshole. sticking with the Jags or going the Finns? Um, I'm going to correct the statement from last week where I said Minshew is back because Minshew never left uh, Jacksonville. Jaguars my guy. This is obviously the battle of the better Florida teams. Um <laughs> 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 just, just fuck Tampa Bay. Just a shot yeah. at Tom Brady. Well, I got a question about that whole Tampa Bay game. It was Tom Brady's Tampa Bay debut. Mm-hmm. Why the hell was Brett Favre there? How the hell did Brett Favre get there? Because players were tweeted like, I couldn't bring my family. <laughs> Brett Favre was there and he wasn't wearing a mask. He was walking. The video I, I saw see, him I was him. Brett Favre told him to be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a third cousin to uh, the Buccaneers, fourth string. I'm the third string quarterback. <laughs> if shit goes bad, I'm here. Poor Josh Rosen. I, no, I, what he does I'm is he walks Josh in. On the depth chart. If anyone questioned anything he was doing, he'd just go, Wrangler jeans. Did you see the shirt he was wearing? No. So you know the old Buccaneers logo of the pirate? Yeah. He was wearing the shirt where it was Tom Brady as the pirate. <laughs> Just <laughs> inhaling, I believe it was popcorn. I love as he Brett walked Favre. down the stairs, and I'm watching this on NFL Live, and I'm like, "There's, is he, is he there?" Yeah. And I look up, I'm like, no fans. Why is he there? Yeah. It's funny because when you saw the game, you saw the deep balls getting thrown. You just saw Brett Favre just like the one seed. Yeah. In the luxury box. So because he's Brett fucking Favre. Like, why are you questioning this? Has he earned that? Yes. Yeah. Here, here's only one ring. Here's the problem with the, the that whole thing. I get why Brett Favre's in an NFL game. Why is he at Tampa, Carolina? Tom Brady. Uh, I guess he's a big fan of old quarterbacks going to new teams. Yes. It's his thing. Somebody's it, stealing thing his thing. Yeah, I know. Maybe he's rooting for failure because he did it so well. <laughs> he wants to be the best to do that. Jags have the majority of our picks. 5-2 in favor of the Jaguars. The next game we are picking, and the Lakers storming back here. Now they're down three against Denver. Yeah, I've been saying that. This is ridiculous. Kyle Kuzma with a shot here to bring it to two points. And he missed. that up. One o'clock on CBS, the 0-2 Houston Texans traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Zach has the Steelers. Kyle has the Texans. And John has the Steelers. I'll be honest, the Texans have not impressed me. Nope. Uh, at all. Deshaun Watson has been a grave disappointment in my eyes. I have him in fantasy. I've been starting Aaron Rodgers. I want to just say that I called that 
before the season started. They need a wide receiver. I said Deshaun Watson wasn't gonna be able to do anything, and I'm surprised he's still there. You know who and they I need? Felt bad for him. They need DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, D Hop. <laughs> no, wait, they we got did rid this. of D Hop. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Steelers at home, Tom. Yeah, give me Steelers. Are they gonna have fans? Uh, I think Pennsylvania's still iffy with that. Brett Favre might be there. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> he just appears from game to game. He might be at the Minshew game. I I wouldn't be surprised. Right, so Brett, it's, it's Brett Favre. Just, Brett Favre's making the tour. He's trying to see every team. Uh, I'm going to get you confirmation on that if the Steelers will have fans and stands. It doesn't really affect my uh, opinion that much. I just want to know. I, I'm going Steelers. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I do not believe the Steelers are having fans this Sunday. Which, I mean, sucks because this could be very well Big Ben's last season. And, and not, his, good, his farewell tour is, is nobody. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers have no fans at their first two home games. Okay, after that they're going to revisit it? Yeah, they're going to revisit it, and they played on the road this uh, That's what week most two. teams are doing. So you're taking the Steelers at home, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, who you got? I am taking the Steelers, and Denver is now only up three. Yeah, we got it on right here. 101-98, 4.52 left. Jamal Murray going to the rack. Got fouled on the way up. I think they're not taking it as a shooting foul. So the three-point will the three point, uh, lead will stay, and I don't think he's taking shots because he passed the ball right after he got fouled. Uh, so Steelers are the majority. 6-1 uh, to one in favor of the black and gold. Uh, next game, 1 o'clock. Let me get the network on CBS. The 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals travel to Philadelphia to take on the very disappointing 0-2 Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. What are you laughing at? Just the fact that they're playing each other is just amazing. Joe Burrow looking for his first career NFL win. Uh, Zach saying he's going to get it. Picking the Bengals this week. Kyle has the Eagles, and John has the Eagles as well. Um, The Eagles haven't looked great. No. And the Bengals should be should have at least one win. I'm gonna take the Bengals on the road. This is the third straight week I've picked the Bengals. Tom, I uh, hmm. this is a difficult one, mostly because AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, he manages to find everyone. That offense looked pretty good yeah, last he week. He manages to find everyone. I don't really know much about their defense. I mean, they played the, played the Browns, who haven't looked great, but they look great against them. And then they played the Chargers, who, you know, they kind of held. Look, didn't look amazing, though. No. It's certainly nothing like, you know, tur- really turn your head at. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, give me the Bengals. Bengals on the road. Uh, Trish, who you got? I'm going to take the Bengals. Trish got the Bengals as well. I better receivers. Have just been they got horrible. A, they got a better line, too, right? Who? The Bengals? The Bengals have no line. Is but it neither do the Eagles. Yeah, okay, line. yeah. So, uh, Eric, who you got? I was just going to say, this is a battle of the two worst offensive lines in football right now. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Philly. Right now, Philly's minus six. I'm just looking at that right now. I'm six like, points wow, is lot, generous. But it's it's tough. This one's tough. I'm so going to go Philly. The Bengals take the majority picks here, 4-3. But we need to ha- start having the conversation. What if the Eagles lose again this week? What does the job security of Doug Peterson look like? <laughs> Not secure. I I don't really mark this up at his fault. At the beginning, what if Philly gets the number one pick? Mm. Mm, I, they take a quarterback. My consideration isn't even on Carson Wentz. It's on Jalen Hurts, who was their second round selection this year. 
yeah. who they clearly like. Yeah. To you mean the some new degree. Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think they would take a quarterback. You think? I do. Uh, they, I think it'd be a really close. They definitely give Jalen Hurts a chance, though. I think if it gets bad late in the year, well, it's going to be bad. So I think by week eight, you'd see Jalen Hurts. Like, let's say they go like one and seven or zero and eight. Do you see Jalen Hurts starting? Yeah. I'd say 0-5 is enough to move to Jalen Hurts. Yeah? Because he's more mobile than Wentz, and mobility buys you some time with a shitty offensive line. Not a ton, but some. More than Carson Wentz can. Hmm. So Bengals majority pick their 4-3. Next game, and this is the 1-1 San Francisco 49ers at the 0-2 New York Giants. This game, 1 o'clock on Fox. The San Francisco 49ers are depleted. They're a team I think we should talk about. What if they get the first overall pick? Who? The Niners. Because they've lost Bosa for the season. They've lost Solomon Thomas for the season. Raheem Mostert is hurt. Uh, who's the other one? Tevin, Tevin Coleman's hurt. hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. Might be a Nick Mullins game this Sunday. I, I'm taking the Niners on the road. Yeah. Uh, but I think they'd take Trevor Lawrence. I don't think you could pass it up. I also think they'd be in the market to trade for Trevor Lawrence. I can see them just running a lot of short game. This upcoming game, the Niners. Yeah, and I can see that really being enough because I saw the Giants don't play press Gi- coverage. The Giants couldn't stop you know third and twos at all last yeah. week. So I, unf- I, I, the logical pick is the Niners, but I'm a Giants fan. You taking the Niners? Give me the Giants. Okay, you're taking the Giants at home. Uh, I mean, listen, the like, Giants lost Saquon Barkley. Obviously, yeah. the best player on the field. Sterling Shepard's hurt too. They signed Devonta Freeman, which is a very serviceable. Fill in, but he's not quite the same level we've seen out of Saquon Barkley, who like, hasn't been able to get anything going this year because of the shitty offensive line. The aspect that I see of it is just, I'm just curious of what Nick Mullins is going to do, just because I remember the one game he came in, I think, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, but then the, he played the Giants the next week, and the Giants beat him. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, you know, they had Odell Beckham then. They don't really have a, yeah. a dominant receiver now. And I look at the Niners, and I say, you know, they still got weapons all over the place. They and still have Jarek McKinnon, who looked really well, really good. They have George Kittle coming back, and they still got receivers that are just there left and right and fast receivers. Trish, who are you taking, Niners or Giants? Listen to your heart. If if Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and Jimmy Garoppolo don't get hurt, it's an easy pick for the 49ers. Yeah, they still put up a shit ton against the Jets. That's the Jets. The Giants' defense is better than the Jets. I understand that. The Giants' defense has actually been pretty decent. Listen, Considering, I'd, I'd love to see the Giants win this game. And I think it's possible if Jimmy G isn't at quarterback. So if Jimmy G's not there, Giants win. So your pick is based on Jimmy G plays. What if what if Mullins doesn't even start? What if it's like C.J. Beathard? C.J. Beathard's my boy. I love me some C.J. Beathard. The mad lad. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's status uncertain, but I think they'd be very hesitant to play him on the MetLife Stadium field, which they already did not like. Yeah. So I'm going to look at you and tell you Jimmy Garoppolo has an ankle sprain. He's week to week. I'm going to look at you and tell you he's most likely not playing. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Giants. Okay. You know, I'm trying to just wrap my head wrap, wrap my head around what they said, saying that it's the field's fault. Because I'm thinking, you know, the Jets didn't have any injuries. But then again, I'm wondering if the Jets even played hard because Avery, Avery Williamson said they don't really even try and practice. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not practicing for wins. Yeah, uh, just Eric, practicing. Eric, who you got? Giants or Niners? Um, swing I'm vote in the same boat, pretty much as Trish. If Jimmy G starts, 49ers. 
if Mullins, Bether, or player X here starts, I'm going Giants. So I'm going to put in parentheses Jimmy G on your picks and Eric's picks so they can change. So I'm going to put it in okay. as Giants now, but with a Jimmy G clause. It's going to be really bad if Jimmy G plays the and the Jimmy Giants G still win. Yeah. yeah, right? That'd be great. <laughs> can I just change it back to I'm Giants using my... Pick it against them, hoping they win, mm-hmm. hoping they shock me. But I'm not expecting much. <laughs> so the the Niners are no the Giants are the favorite pick, but it's Jimmy G dependent. Yeah. Could yeah. easily change. Uh, the next game we have ooh New England coming off a very close loss last week, one o'clock on CBS. The two and O, two and O Las Vegas Raiders travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots to try to keep their undefeated season alive. Zach says they do it, and the Raiders win. John and Kyle have the Patriots. Listen, the Raiders look good, but Bill Belichick has an answer for answer for everything not named Eli Manning or Nick Foles, so I'm taking the Patriots at home. Patriots at home? Yeah. Just by chance, and I know this answer is probably no. Do you know what the temperature is supposed to be there? Mm. So Foxborough, Massachusetts, this... Uh this Sunday, huh? Yeah. You think they could? What What are you expecting? Well, you know, if it's like eighty, which it's That's not going to be. <laughs> what are you expecting? Like what? What What is the uh, temperature I, that ideal? turns the needle for you? I don't know, like seventy three. Weatherman Tony picking it. Sunday, no, like seventy six. Sunday, it's going to be sixty degrees and raining. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to give it to New England here on this one because the way I see it, Derek Carr throws the ball more, Cam Newton can run it more, and you can still run the ball pretty well in the rain, but you can't always throw it as well in the rain. And they're a running team. They got all the running aspects. Quick shout-out to uh, James White. Yeah. Thoughts with his family after his father died in a car accident in uh, southern Florida Sunday night just before kickoff. His mother's in critical condition. Jesus. Uh, I, I'm not expecting him... Yeah. To suit up this weekend, but uh, thoughts with him and his family at this time. Did he know yeah. about it before the game? Yeah, he he was he he didn't play. Yeah, like but he, he, didn't, he didn't travel back until the team traveled back. Yeah, Trish, who you got? Wait, Raiders just, or Patriots? I just say one yeah. thing. You know, and with Cam Newton being able to run, it's the their run really does open up the pass because it can just be like a play action, and then Cam Newton makes it look like he runs, and then it's just like a deep ball to Edelman. That three pointer from Jamal Murray was. Absolutely insane. Oh my. Steph Curry like. That's uh, show the three pointer. Why not show it? He threw up a prayer and it went high. And he swished it. Jamal Murray is an animal. Yeah. I love him. It just sucks he's playing in a market like Denver because we don't get enough of him. Trish, who you got? Patriots or Raiders? I'm I'm riding the Gruden train, man. See that I, video of him in the locker room after the game? Yeah. No. It's going nuts. Was he? I really wish. Him. Listen, good for him. Ever since Hard Knocks last year, I love Gruden. He's hysterical. He's a like a down-to-earth guy. He's kind of weird, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> and like now he's finally doing well. And he's like all of his, it's all coming together. I'm just sad it couldn't have happened in Oakland. I wish I could yeah, pick right? the Gruden train. Eric, who you got? I am going with New England. So he's taking the you know, Patriots. They, they did really good against Seattle, and the Raiders' defense is st- still not up to standards. Patriots are the favorite in the picks, uh, five-two in favor of the New England Patriots. 
So let's take it to the next game, week three. We got the 2-0 Tennessee Titans traveling to U.S. Bankfield in Minnesota to take on the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. In, in a word, the Minnesota Vikings this year have been disappointing. A team, a team that was supposed to take another step, perhaps contend the next, for the NFC. The next step. We're awful. You know, we are awful. You know, it's not the most surprising thing in the world because they did get rid of a lot of their defensive players uh, this offseason. Everson Griffin is a Everson Griffin, uh, Linval Joseph? Or they still have him? Is that the one they kept? No, Joseph's gone. We suck. He's a big man in the middle. Danielle Hunter's gone. Uh, well, he's hurt. Xavier Rhodes. Well, he's like, gone. And I know they're not. I know they're not great. <laughs> and then Stephon Diggs on offense. Yeah, I know they're not considered even like the greatest set of players, but like just you know the chemistry of them being together for so long, it's got to do something with them. And them trying to mesh together a new defense, I feel like that really does take a toll. And then getting rid of Stephon Diggs kind of just shows like some doubt, I think, in new receivers thinking, well, what's really wrong with them? And now they're kind of just questioning it. Zach, Kyle, and John all have the Titans, and I'm I'm make this perfectly clear. I am not in love with the Titans. I think they should have lost to Jacksonville. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing with them going through the playoffs last year. I'm not in love with them, but you, I'm going to pick them. But you got to admit, Tannehill does look good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the Titans on the road. Tommy taking the Titans? Yeah. Trish. Give me the, give me the Titans. Trish taking the Titans. So right now, 6-0 in favor of the Titans. Uh, Eric, you going to use the method I just used, picking against your team, hoping they'll you, surprise you? I am 100% picking Tennessee to win this game. We're not good. Titans in a sweep. You know what that means. That usually doesn't end well for us. Although we were perfect last week. Nice. With our sweeps. Uh, I have a quick question. Go ahead. Sure. What was the score of Washington football team's game last week? It wasn't close with Arizona. Kyler Murray put on a clinic. Yeah. Um, let me let me check. The football team, they lost. A train in the background is just going. They lost 30-15. to 15. 30-15? Yeah. Which even then for Washington, I mean, it's only 15 points. I know we're not at that I point I should have yet. taken the Cardinals sprint. God damn it. But what was the Washington, seven? Washington football team is plus seven against the Cleveland Browns. They were plus seven last week. But they're playing the Browns. That's I know. a very different team than the I Cardinals. Know. I already know who I'm taking. Cardinals them. look good. The most ridiculous spread I'm seeing right now are the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Do you know what their plus minus is? Probably 13. 10 and a half. Mm. Why? Jets suck. I understand, but they're playing the Colts. But the Colts are by far so much better than the Jets. Yes. They're not going to win by 10. I'm not taking that Well, they spread, need to win by 11. Because the Jets could do that thing, but they're not going to do that. That's uh, fucked. 1 o'clock on Fox, we got the Washington football team and Cleveland take on the Browns. Both teams 1-1. One Zach, Kyle, and John all say the boys from Cleveland are going to pull this one out. I am stacking with them. I'm taking the Browns at home. Tom? I'll take Cleveland. Trish? Really? I don't know who to take here. Browns are the football team. I know, but the football team did well. Yeah, but the yeah, Browns... Well, week keep one, in they mind. did well. Week yeah, but one, the Eagles are really Eagles. bad. I know. And you consider, but do you, you guys are the, acting... Do you consider the Bengals better than the Eagles? Yes. Well, the Browns beat the Bengals. Mm. Yeah, but not by a shit ton. A lot of that was garbage time. Yeah, it really was nothing. And still, when push came to shove, the the Browns walked down the field yeah. on the Bengals. They got it done. Yeah. You taking the football team? You taking the Browns? Uh, it's just it's such a shitty game. <laughs> I know. This might be the game we need. 
For what? <laughs> for what? How is this not a Thursday night game? Because Dolphins Jags. <laughs> that's the game. That's game of year. It could be early early really candidate is. for game of the year. That really is. Game 55, of the year. 51. Who are you taking? I'll take Cleveland. There you go. You didn't sound happy about it. You don't sound happy. Do I see Washington plus seven in your future? You know, you can say tie. You might. You might see Washington plus seven. Hey. Nobody. Nobody had perfect Sunday spreads last week. Oh my God! The Bills fucked me last week. Same week. thing with the Chiefs, Trish. But we'll get to that on Friday. Trish, what? take the tie. Mm, no. Pick a tie. I'm not taking a tie. Ooh. Eric, who you got? Uh, let me just say though, if you thought Jacksonville Miami was a quintessential Thursday night game, next week we got Broncos Jets. Is that Thursday uh, night? Yeah, it's Thursday night next. The week. The only thing that would make it better if it was Jacksonville Jets or yeah. Dolphins so, Jets. I'm also taking uh, the Brownies. Brownies looked good. Browns in a against, sweep on this against, podcast. Um, Cincinnati. And I don't know if Washington's defense is as good as Cincinnati's. Both Bra- are pretty bad. But Browns in a sweep. So that means I think Washington plus seven is at least a lock. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the football team plus seven. One o'clock on Fox. Battle of undefeateds. Rams travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Josh Allen has thrown for over 700 yards this year. I love Josh Allen. He's my fantasy quarterback in now, the main league. And I, I, I don't know how that's going to go on Sunday. Scattered thunderstorms in the area Sunday for the Bills game. 70 degrees at kickoff. Uh, Zach, Kyle, and John all like the Rams. I'm taking the Bills at home. That defense yeah. is damn good. That Thank offense looked good. Stephon Diggs is turning back into a star. Had a little bit of a lull last year. But hey, you I, I like it. They're minus two. Who, the Bills? Yeah. Yeah. Only minus two. Well, the Rams were plus one last week against the Eagles. That's, wow. Yeah. And they're giving them a plus two against yeah. the Bills? That's fucking ridiculous. Tom, That is disrespectful I'm, to the Bills. Yeah. I just want to say, I am surprised no one has brought it up. The next chapter of Jalen Ramsey. Do you remember... When he would say to Josh Allen that he was trash? Oh, yeah. Well, now here we are. The stage <laughs> is no. set, and not enough people are talking about it. This is the Wait, game where Jalen Ramsey did, gets his shit rocked by Josh Allen. Jacksonville? Yeah, but Josh Allen what he wasn't what he is now. No. Yeah. Josh Allen. You're taking the bills, I'm guessing. Oh, 100%. I mean, the defense is better. The offense looks better. And I know Jared Goff looked good last week, but keep in mind, that was against the Eagles. Josh Allen has looked, I think, better. He's throwing in tighter windows. He's able to throw with both of his feet off the ground, and he's able to get out of a pocket like that. His deep ball accuracy has definitely improved. He's uh, really worked Trish, on you it. taking the Bills at home? Yeah, of course. I am I like the Bills, and I like Josh Allen. Uh, you know, as uh, I'm a Giants fan, I like... Two other teams, the Bills and the Steelers. the the, the, oh, no, the Packers. Packers. But I love other players too. I love Big Ben. I love uh, Minshew. You know, beforehand, Minshew magic. Beforehand, I loved. I like. Well, you know, I like to, to cheer for the Bills whenever they got into the playoffs. Same because they were always and bad. Yeah. Same with the Lions in my eyes. And it's same. And then, you know, it, I fell in love with the Bills and more. Open. Fell in love with the Bills more because they got Stephon Diggs. So I was a big fan of him even before the Minneapolis miracle. And now it's just all coming together. No, Eric. I love the Bills because they got uh, Rex Ryan as their fucking coach. Oh. That was the greatest move in the history of moves. Eric, you are the swing vote. 3-3. Three, three. Who are you picking? I am going to take the Buffalo Bills. Bills at home. At home, I like what Josh Allen's been doing lately. We are perhaps all 12-4 and four last week for a reason. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's going to be the, the title of this podcast, the uh, – 
what is it, the 21 and 11 crew. Yeah. Bills, majority pick at 4 3. Uh, next game coming off perhaps the second worst loss in their franchise's history, only second to Super Bowl 51. <laughs> the Atlanta yeah. Falcons are home against the 2 0 Chicago Bears. Now, Zach says Bears. Kyle says Falcons. John says Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons at home. For the third straight week, I'm picking the Atlanta Falcons. Wait, you picked them week one? Who'd they play? Seattle. Oh, no, no. I picked their. No, I took the Seattle spread week one. Okay. I'm, for the second straight week, I'm taking the Falcons. They should have won last week. The Bears are worse, I, I believe, personnel wise, than the Cowboys. I think they should win. Tom, who are you taking? Listen, Trubisky hasn't thrown the greatest balls, and I saw that against the Giants game. Giants but that game. what doesn't matter is the fact that they're bad balls. What matters is they're getting there. Mm. And if they can just keep breaking through that way, they already got the better defense, and Julio hasn't really been producing as much as we usually do. Still no goddamn to. touchdowns. And, you know, Matt Ryan's still able to move the ball around, but this is the best defense he's going to yeah. play by far this year so far. <laughs> I, I, I got to take Chicago. Taking the Bears on the road, huh? And after last week, no. <laughs> Trish, your thing came off of your mic there. I see it. I don't want to take the Bears because they are a horrible team. I feel like the Falcons the lack Falcons awareness. the Falcons blew a 20-point <laughs> lead again. Again. I can't take the Falcons. Does anyone have that stat up? Of uh, what, what teams that had five like scores and no turnovers? They haven't They're lost like, since 1933. Yeah, it was like the record now is 440 and one. Yeah, and the one is, is the, the Falcons. Falcons. So you're taking the Bears? Yeah. I was kind of hoping Zoline would miss. And you really didn't want to. No, I don't want to. But the Bears are just the obvious choice. Eric is the swing vote. Again? Who, yeah. Who you got? I'm taking Atlanta. I like the high-powered Atlanta offense, and I don't think that Chicago's defense is strong enough to contain it. Falcons are the majority on the pod. 4-3 in favor of the Birds from Atlanta. Up Bears. Nope. Next game. We're in the 4 o'clock slate. 0-2 Panthers traveling to Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers. Chargers 1-1. Justin Herbert looked good last week. He did. Uh, We got Zach... John and Kyle all taking the Chargers. I- I'm taking the Chargers as well. No Christian McCaffrey is really going to take its toll on Carolina. I-, I think the Chargers win. I think it's pretty damn... I uh, can't think of the word. It's a blowout. Really? Yeah. That's what you have? Yeah. See, oh, do I see a Chargers minus six and a half in your future? It's only six and a half. Six and a half. You got to look to the future. I can see it in the present. Yeah. <laughs> You taking the Chargers? I gotta take the Chargers, but the thing is, I don't have the blowout that you have. Oh no, I do. Just because, <laughs> just because I know Mike Davis isn't Christian McCaffrey, and even not say, even close. Oh, actually, I know, no. and even saying those in the same sentence makes me sound like a madman. But like Mike Davis did do okay last week. I'm not saying he's gonna step up the role McCaffrey's. There's no way. No one. They can. only have two comparisons. The only they're way- both running backs. They both happen to play for the Carolina Panthers. Yes. What I see is, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the stat leaders in rushing yards, uh, not rushing yards, passing yards this year already. And I know it's only week two, but that's still pretty good. I know that offense still has the ability to score, but the defense is just atrocious. Oh, so LA I got to take the, the Chargers. Yeah, the Lakers Fairly lost to Denver. They lost like 111 to like 101. So you're taking shit. the Chargers. Yeah. It's a game five. like this for the Carolina Panthers that makes me miss D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, and Mike Tolbert. 
They're going to lose by a fuck ton. Eric, are you sticking with us? Great, but like. I am go with the Chargers, but shout out D'Angelo Williams, by the way. Going to be in the amazing race. Oh, yeah. Him and uh, Gary Barnage, right? D-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a strange combination of players. Uh, 4 o'clock, more specifically. 4.05 on CBS. Jets go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Jets have looked like the worst team in football. Colts continue. They're going to dominate them. They're going to dominate the Jets. Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah. Ain't great, but Philip Rivers can dominate the Jets. Anyone can, can dominate the, the Jets. Jets. It's not hard. I can dominate You're the Jets. You're taking the Colts? Yes. Trish? Yeah. Do you think we'll see T.Y. Hilton step up? Who's going to cover him? Yeah, but like, <laughs> the same thing could have been said about the Jaguars. And he didn't really have a great game. What? The, who's? Yeah, but I look at you and I say, who's? the, the Jets have nobody. Yeah, but, yeah, but you can say that about the Jaguars. Have? I don't know. But I guarantee you it's better than the Jets. That's a big day for Jonathan Taylor, too. Yeah. Eric, you picking the Colts as well? I'm picking the Colts, but Andy I do want to ask you guys this question. It's a shame I couldn't ask this question with John on. You think we see Flacco get in the game for the Jets this year? Not, oh, this year, yeah, definitely. I think he's in uh, week eight as Adam Gase's last stand. <laughs> his last stand? <laughs> he pulls a Ben McAdoo. Uh, 425 on Fox. The Dallas Cowboys traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are 2-0. and Big win last week against the Patriots. Zach, Kyle, and John all say Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Uh, Tom, you taking the Seahawks too? Yeah, I got the Seahawks. Uh, Trish, who are you taking? Taking the Seahawks? Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks. And uh, Eric, you sticking with the sweep? Seahawks. Who's the Seahawks guy? In, it doesn't matter, but who's Dallas? Dallas. Oh, yeah, come on. And in case you're interested, uh, Seahawks are only minus four and a half. The over-under is like 54 and I half like that game to be by a field goal. Really? Yeah. Why? Dallas plays games that shouldn't be close, even though they play bad. Like that Rams game, that was a field goal. They should have lost by a lot more than that. I get it. But they should have won that game. Seattle's a weird team. Games are always close for some reason with them. Unless they're playing a team that's way worse than them, and I don't think Dallas is way worse than them. They're bad. They're not way worse. Dallas is pretty uh, bad. Eric, you, taking the, you said you're taking the Seahawks, right? I am taking the Hawks. I think this is going to be a good win for Seattle. I think they're moving to three now. Clean, Clean sweep. sweep. Another one. That's like the fourth straight. This sucks. And I think we're about to get another one. 425 on Fox. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go in to Denver to take on Blake Bortles and company. <laughs> Blake Bortles. <laughs> John, Kyle, Zach all say Bucks. I'm taking Tom Brady. What happened to Locke? He's out. Why? Hurt his shoulder. What? Yeah. Everybody's hurt. No. Yes. That sucks. Tom. Brady's going to break the touchdown record. What, seven? Yeah, he's going to have eight. Oh, jeez. Trish? Yeah, give me Tom, but I don't think he's going to break anything. <laughs> At the rate he's going, he might break something on his body. That, yeah. Eric? I, I hope Gronk does something more than zero points. Fucking useless. I'll get a better tight end. Yeah, I'll I trade a you one. Tight end. I have Tyler Higby. That's He's way better. Amazing. He's then why are 25 you... points a game? Why I just you... have Gronk. I had Gronk in at a flex by accident. I didn't put a fucking uh, wide receiver in, and Gronk did nothing for me. That sucks. That's you nothing. Kyle started AJ Brown, who didn't play. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Eric, you got the Bucks. I am going with the Bucks rematch of the 2018 AFC title game. Bortles and Bortles and Brady once again. Ah uh, yes, oh the battle, God, the goat yeah. versus the boat. <laughs> a buck sweep. That right there is 
the fourth clean sweep in a row and like sixth out of the last eight. At this rate, it's going to take several weeks for me to pass John. Yeah. You're only picking like two two games different. Uh, Let's see if we have anything different in the next game. I'm not expecting that personally. 425 on Fox. The 0-2 Detroit Lions travel to Arizona to take on the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals. 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 Yeah. You John want a tie? Kyle. Hey, you want a tie? No. Galladay is back. John, is back. Kyle, Zach, all say Cardinals. Eric, you saying the cards? Fifth clean sweep in a row, boys. I'm going Arizona. Kyler Murray, I think, could definitely be in the conversation for the MVP this year. He's no. playing out of his mind. No. Why not? We're calling that out of his mind? He's playing pretty fucking well. I mean, what, he put up, what, 25 points week two, 20 week one? That's not out of his mind. Russell Wilson's out of his mind. He has nine touchdowns. Yeah, but Russell Wilson doesn't get MVP votes. Also, Josh Allen, I think, looks better than Kyler Murray. Josh Allen does look better than I said he was going to be in the conversation. I just said he's going to win it. I say he's not in no conversation. (laughs) All right, who's your MVP top three right now? Russ Allen Mahomes. Next. (laughs) He's got you there, bitch. Um, eight o'clock on NBC. The two and zero Green Bay Packers. You're just gonna move on from that one real quick. I was expecting like something back. I got nothing. The two and zero. He matched them all up in his head and went, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, who else? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, maybe. Yeah. Well, Kyler Murray, but the two and zero Green Bay Packers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. One and one coming off a loss at the Death Star just, in Las Vegas. I, I know we already moved on, but I just want to say it's just a lot of the highlights I've seen is just the him running, and I know you know he can throw too. I know that, but like when I just see him running, I think more Cam Newton's better at that than him, and yeah. he has more rushing touchdowns. I think Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than ten yards. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers. The, on the best road. receiver for that's out. I got the Packers. Yeah, me too, Eric. I got New Orleans. Oh, the only one taking the Saints because John, Kyle, and Zach all have the Packers. It's six-one in favor. You of the saw Green Bay Emmanuel Packers. Sanders, right? Yeah, right, Eric. Yes. You, okay. Yeah, I did see Emmanuel Sanders, but I also saw Alvin Kamara. Have you seen Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, sure you did. They played the Vikings week one. I saw Jorge Jenkins. Ooh, Jorge Jenkins! Shout out to former New York Giant pylon learner from BW Web. Terrible pass interference with the game on the line last night. Um, the last game, Monday Night Football, and Monday Night Football gets one of these every year where the game is just the greatest game of the week. We yeah. got the Kansas City Chiefs going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Perhaps a little bit of a preview of the AFC Championship game? No. Okay. Nope. You got the Bills, huh? Yeah. Okay. Bills, Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going to stick you, with that. Who do you have winning that? Because you picked the Chiefs. I did pick the Chiefs. Picking the Bills now? Only time will tell. Okay. Uh, Zach and... Zach says the Ravens. Kyle and John say the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. Close game. High scoring. It's going to be like that Chiefs-Rams game. It's just going to be football cocaine. Yep. That's all it is. Injected into my veins. Are you taking the Chiefs? Uh, Yeah, what the hell. Trish? It is the regular season. Give me regular season Lamar versus the fucking world. Eric, if this was a playoff game, Kansas City go easily. Kansas City. Taking the Chiefs six, uh, five two in favor. I think this is going to be a great game, and I can't believe that the what over did... under on this is less than the over under on damn Detroit Arizona. What's the over under? Fifty three and a half. That's Detroit, it. Arizona's fifty four and a half. Who did John pick for this game? 
John picked the Chiefs. I'm fine with that. Okay, okay. okay. I've placed my bet for my spreads. Already? Yeah. But the you... spreads are going to change. What do you mean? I thought we were doing that now. No, we do it on Friday. Oh, fuck. Well, I just got all my spreads up. Did you do the Monday game? No. Okay. Did you do Is, it, is this the last thing? What? Is there another game? No, that's the last game. That's going to wrap up the episode. All right. Well, I, I got my hot takes in. Eight oh. touchdowns, Brady. <laughs> oh. It's 12. I'm going to bed. Yeah, this is a late episode. We're going to see you on Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men. Two weeks. We got the NHL draft. It's going to be a fun episode. We're going to do some kind of simulcast. I don't know what yet, though. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got Zoom and shit. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube Live. Instagram Live. Yeah. Twitter. No, YouTube, Twitter. YouTube Live is easier. We'll Twitch. Ooh, it's Twitch. No one has a Twitch account. I do. Here. People have got Twitch accounts. Account? Yeah, I have it just because... Uh, part of my take. Part of my take. Big Cat was on it, and you get free Madden shit. Dogs. If you have R.I.P. Dogs. Dogs, man. Coach Dogs. College dogs. football, baby. All right, so we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Too Many Men. We hope you enjoy this weekend of football or, or this Thursday night game because it's going to be so much f- fun. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Listen, the Chiefs-Ravens game is going to be high scoring, and we're going to talk about that like that's the greatest game ever because of high scoring. Dolphins-Jags is going to be high scoring, but we're going to talk about it like it's the worst game ever just because who's playing. Yeah. So Minshew Mania is in full effect, and we're going to see you on Friday for a recap of that game, our Sunday spreads. We're going to talk a little Stanley Cup Finals and NBA uh, Conference Finals as well. So we'll see you for another, on Friday for an episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.